UCLA football, well, they could certainly be a playoff team with Dante Moore in the roster. Let's talk about it. You are locked on UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, it's Zach Anderson-Yox. I'm your diehard Bruins fan and D1 play-by-play broadcaster. Welcome to Locked On UCLA. Thanks for making it your first listen each and every day. It's free where we get your podcasts and it's available on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for your support. This episode's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free, linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply, but there are no terms and conditions applying to UCLA and their star-studded quarterback commit in the flipping of Dante Moore. We all saw Dante Moore win the MVP honors in the All-American Bowl over the weekend, but we probably more than just saw that. We saw the future of the program. Not just going to say, all right, UCLA has some quarterbacks in competition. I think the competition's practically over. You saw what Dante Moore did against some of the best incoming freshmen, some of the best incoming talent amongst all across college football in that All-American Bowl on Saturday, which all the nation got to see, all the Bruins fans, myself included, we all got to see and look at Dante Moore in a real game-like scenario because, you know, you watch the recruiting, you see the highlight tapes, you can go back in games, but it's different to see it live, and it's different to see it against other talent equal to him, same age groups, same class usually for the most part, and you saw Dante Moore put on an absolute show in ways you didn't even think that were imaginable, uh, that were just possible, simply because he won the MVP, four touchdown passes, 156 yards, 14 for 19 passing, well over like 120 pass rating, I believe. I might have written that right down wrong. But in a 55-17 to 17 win for the, East, for the East squad over the West, he was clearly what was one of the best highlights of the game. And while you can kind of see the sideshow that is all the commits and everybody else with UCLA, all the other commits committing to other schools, the Bruins already got the steal of the show. They got the MVP, and they got what could be the number one recruit after it's all said and done, and Dante Moore, who should be the starting quarterback and probably will be the starting quarterback for UCLA for the next three seasons based on what we saw. They can easily be a playoff contender with Chip Kelly, not just an offensive genius, but you bring in a superstar and a budding promising talent you saw Dante Moore tweet out over the weekend ah, now it's off to college well here it comes for the Bruin not future Bruin he is a Bruin one last game gets it going those classes start and now Dante Moore and the clock starts ticking to officially be named QB1 you know Chip Kelly will have coach speak and try to make this interesting but Dante Moore is a clear star-studded quarterback four touchdowns let's go over them real quick to show his talent as to why, while we love DTR, some of you at home probably still don't like DTR for whatever reason, we love DTR, but Dante Moore is the next evolution as to what UCLA needs to do to go from competitive for half the season into potential maybe 2023 Pac-12 champion, but to a Big Ten contender and contending in the expanded playoff in 2024 when it goes to 12 teams. And with Dante Moore as a sophomore then, Junior, the Bruins could very well compete potentially for a national championship. And before you holler defense, let's talk about Dante Moore and the All-American Bowl. 
four touchdown passes, all showcasing four different variables for him in the pocket. His first touchdown, he stood in the pocket, got smacked in the face, threw a dart over the middle, hit Jalen Brown, the LSU wide receiver commit, and just showcased, hey, he's deep in the red zone, knows how to take pressure up the middle, even with the UCLA offensive line, which we hope is retooled and good and keeps him upright. But even against some top D-line pressure, some top D-line talent, he stood in the pocket, did Dante Moore, and just threw a dart over the middle and found a way to hit his receiver a little bit of space but with some velocity. His second touchdown, a couple seconds later after the West had some weird double reverse pass they tried to do in the bowl game, fumbled, not too much real estate to work with. But then we saw, all right, Dante Moore, trying not to say DTR, but you say Dante Moore here, hit Brandon Ellis. You could see that little fade pattern over into the right corner. So he's got that touch to the corner, that velo over the middle, some with some pressure, and hits Ennis, hitting him in the fade in the corner, and shows how he can loft it beautifully and just throw it into the space, as they said, the green turf in that corner. His third touchdown, pressure up the middle, then drops it in the bucket, in the bread basket, over the middle for a deep touchdown. As you can see, all right, let's see the arm. Some people, even on social media, really comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. You can see those interesting mechanics that you've probably heard and seen talked about, but more just that arm, just able to bring it forward and slot it and just sling it forward without almost even stepping into it. Just like that third touchdown he threw, goes deep over the middle, didn't almost fully step into the throw, just a little sling the arm, pressure up the middle, bloop, drops into the bread basket, touchdown for the East. And the fourth touchdown, probably something UCLA is going to use going near the red zone if they're not running the ball up the middle, especially with Dante Moore. He's not going to be a DTR leaping over guys in the middle of games trying to get in the end zone and hurdle guys for a touchdown. Quick pass, boom, quick hitter to the right, hits the Georgia running back commit in Justice justice Haynes. Little quick snap, boom, dart right there, shows the velo, quick hitter to the right, and gets his fourth touchdown toss of the game. There's no better way to showcase Dante Moore than what he did on what national television on NBC Sports on NBC saying, Hey, this is how good he is. And the Bruins, myself included, were just jaw dropped at how good he was. And there's some things not even DTR could do a little bullet pass over the middle, you know, a lot more loft on the pass for the third touchdown, and then dropping it in the bucket and that far fade is something some quarterbacks have struggles with on that third touchdown. No, excuse me, that second touchdown, Dante Moore threw just spectacular the way he played and some people didn't even realize what they had well ucla is gonna have a three-year starter very would be very surprised if he sticks around more than that and you know with garbers martin collins lee who just transferred in it'll be interesting to see the quote-unquote quarterback battle if they even give dante more run for his money but it looks like ucla's offense has the next level starter that can push them over the top in games where they need to take the ball down the field and win it when they had to do it against SC. Or even if you have to win it in a shootout against Oregon on the road, which, you know, it's a little different considering they won't be doing that moving to the Big Ten. But in a similar-like scenario to this season, maybe he could keep up with, you know, the place he had formerly committed to against the Oregon Ducks. Where that is in the Big Ten, you know, when the Bruins have a big game, we'll find that out down in a couple years. But this is a guy that can truly transform. We've already talked about the stars and what it means for UCLA recruiting, but just the actual talent and what it means on the field, it can just jaw-dropping. And we talk about how good of an offensive genius Chip Kelly is. Well, you know, wouldn't you get a truly transformative talent and what Dante Moore displayed over the weekend 
It just simply means the Bruins are in for a good fun time these next few years. And we better pack the Rose Bowl for Dante Moore. We can't just have one social media tagline just to get him to UCLA, Dante to LA. We've got to mean it. Got to fill up the stands for what should be a high-powered offense and maybe some freshman struggles. Who knows? But just seeing the talent and how fun it will be for hopefully these next couple, if not few years, for Dante Moore as a Bruin to get excited as he showcased in the All-American Bowl. Kind of just like up his ante. Hey, UCLA is 50 to 1 odds to make the playoff from Bet Online. So hey, you never know, right? But some of you are going to comment on this video and say, yada, 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 Dante Moore, we knew that. UCLA offense, yada, yada, yada. We know Chip Kelly's got to get it good. It's all about the defense, which is true. And maybe we've seen, you know, the start of something different defensively because I think one of the funniest comments I saw under some highlight tape from Dante Moore from that game was UCLA's Chip Kelly should spend half, if not all of his money, all of his salary to go get good defensive players. A joke, of course, but UCLA's got to hit the portal recruiting and get defense. So Dante Moore by a second to third season, hopefully can have a defense that can be spectacular to go along with hopefully as a firework explosion worthy offense going down the field, touchdown after touchdown. And, you know, one defensive switch was made already parting ways with their defensive line coach was Chad Kauhahaha. Yes. The Maui native. He's been around at four pack 12 stops. He recently tweeted saying, all right, you know, he's parting ways with the program under his own Twitter handle and said, all right, well, UCLA, maybe this is a changing of the guard defensively slightly, slowly, but surely under Bill McGovern. Is this the start of something new or is it something different? Who knows? But UCLA's got to get the defense right to go along with a Dante Moore package who the Bruins, for the large part, they still didn't have the best defense. They're opportunistic this year, maybe not as opportunistic as their crosstown foes. But if they get an offense as legitimate as it was this year and you bring it to Dante Moore and you can somehow fill the holes left by a Jake Bobo and a Zach Charbonnet and get even better players on the outside to help Dante Moore. You already had the Oregon transfer at the tight end spot. The Bruins can be red hot and exciting, even more exciting to watch in 23 and beyond with Dante Moore. Yeah, you know, it, it, I was excited. I was truly impressed with what Dante Moore brought, especially in a game like that. And sometimes they can be goofy and boring, but, you know, it, it's a little different when you're excited and watching somebody who's supposed to be all that and Dante Moore. Wow. That was entertaining. But as we move along with Locked On UCLA, we've got a, a basketball team that's surging. Wait, not one, two basketball teams that are going through adversity. One going through a little more adversity and fighting through another team that is maybe the front runners in the Pac-12. Two teams. We'll talk about the Bruin women and the, their battle against SC after we talk to you about LinkedIn jobs. That's right. As a small business owner or a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 depends on all the team members you surround yourself with. That's why if you, you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, wait, LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire those qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the specific skill set with values and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate those applicants based on your job qualifications in all in one platform. Small businesses, they rate LinkedIn Jobs number one versus their leading competitors in delivering quality hires. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free 
at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, as we're rumbling on, locked on UCLA, got all the Dante Moore hype out of there, you know, spectacular in the All American Bowl. But you cannot short the UCLA women grinding through a comeback fourth quarter effort down 12 to come back and beat their crosstown rival, not for the first time, for the second time. I don't have a broom with me if you're watching on YouTube, but if you're listening at home, think I have a broom. Envision a broom because you just swept the crosstown rival in USC. And it, it they weren't like the men. They didn't just simply chokily. They were down in a game. Reminder, Charisma Osborne missed the Oregon State game where the Bruins lost 77-72 to as the Bruins were able to grind out an earlier win before the new year at Oregon, unfortunately lost New Year's Day at Oregon State, and came in with a little bit of question marks for Corey Close's squad. With two losses, came in 13-2, and hosting a Trojan team that, you know, in a rivalry matchup, already played the Bruins close earlier this year in mid-December. And UCLA, unsure about if Osborne was going to play, who would step up. Well, UCLA found ways to get big buckets and get big points from one London Jones off the bench, 22 points from London Jones. And mind you, since that first meeting, there's already even more enticing thoughts and, and reasons and intriguing storylines because Dominique Onu transferred midseason, was seen hugging her teammates goodbye at the USC game back in mid-December where the Bruins were up big in that one and let USC crawl back before the Bruins held on December 15th. But then she transferred mid-season, mid-year, to go to USC. Won't compete until the fall of 23. So there's already a little added incentive to go beat USC and say, sorry, you know, Onu didn't cut it here, but she's transferring to USC. All their better luck to her. But UCLA wants to keep winning these games, even if it was against a scrappy Trojan team, with what's looming next. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. First, again, Charisma Osborne playing with a banged-up shoulder, has the sling, wasn't her best contest, but a grinding, gritty effort for Charisma Osborne. 38 minutes. I, I saw on Twitter, I believe the reports were maybe 50-50 playing. I was reading articles from the LA Times where she was out indefinitely. All she does is miss a game about a little over a week of time, and she puts in 38 minutes. Mind you, she shot two for 16. If you take away her numbers, the team shot 72 for 46. Overall, the Bruins shot in this game at 30%, but if you take away Osborne's misses and her struggles from the field, it's a little different. But Charisma Osborne, seven boards, four assists, two steals, one block, did a little bit of everything. And when the Bruins were fighting their way back, got that late steal and eventually got that bucket to put them ahead, I believe, 54-53, to 53, as the Bruins held on late, 61-60 to 60, against USC. And mind you, SC's not a top 25 foe, but they certainly have their talent on their other side, on their own bench. But it was a gr gritty effort to see someone for UCLA off the bench come through, put in 22 like London Jones did, helping surge the comeback. One rebound, 27 minutes, just spectacular. Kiki Rice in 17 minutes, six points. Said Gina Conti, who didn't score, but the Bruins were able to grind it out through and through this one. Deswar, who had 11 points off the bench. It's an interesting game for UCLA, considering, you know, they, they relied a lot on their starters when they played the South Carolina game and other games going forward. But this time, if I can do quick math, boom, 42 points. Other 61 came off the bench for Corey Close's bunch. And you can 
say, all right, it was different based on the starting lineup and the matchups against UCLA versus USC. But to get that much contribution from your bench, to build it going forward with your best player playing hurt, that's got to be the inspiration for the rest of the roster to see your top player go through, play nearly the entire game injured, and despite struggling, help the Bruins in some way inspirationally get a comeback victory. UCLA, they, they, they were down and out. They weren't shooting well. 30% from the field, 27% from downtown. They turned it over 16 times. In USC, they shot it better than 40%. They were clearly far and away dominating this game, especially heading into the fourth quarter. And then the final 10 minutes, the Bruins just turned it on, forced more turnovers. And in the end, USC ended up with more turnovers than UCLA did. So all those turnovers, you saw that stretch where they got a bucket, got a steal under Jones, went down, made it to a a 52-48 game where it went from an eight-point game to a four-point game in like a 30-second, maybe 10- to 15-minute stretch there, showing the grittiness of this year's Bruin team after they fought hard down in Columbia, despite maybe not getting some whistles down there, fought hard in Oregon State without their leading scorer and their best player in Charisma Osborne. But they showed, even with her playing and if she struggles, to see a London Jones, right? What was the Pac-12 network calling it? London calling. What was her calling to come through and have a big game for UCLA to get that 14th win and the Bruins after that loss went out of the top 10 and then bounced back to their number eight in the country after the most recent AP top 25 pull from what I noticed. So UCLA top eight got to go against number two Stanford coming up in a crucial matchup at home Friday night. You can see Charisma Osborne who's been telling fans, hey, we needed a blue out for USC just like the men got. She needs a sellout crowd. The Bruin women need a sellout crowd Friday night, 8 p.m. against the Stanford Cardinal. God forbid you go lose to Tara Vanderveer and the Cardinal. They need to get their – got to get it smacked. They got to go get a dub and prove to the rest of the nation the Bruins are a team to – that can't be messed with this season because, you know, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like Stanford. We want UCLA to get that dub. They got to go knock that smirk off of Stanford, prove they're not the top dog in the Pac-12. And another thing, UCLA-Stanford joined by Utah in the top 10. And that trip to Utah in late January, that one will be interesting. So it's crucial for UCLA in this stretch where they have three home games in a row, SC on a Sunday, Stanford on Friday, Cal on Sunday, who just took Stanford down to the wire in a four-point game in a 60-56 to Stanford decision. UCLA gets the rare opportunity to play two games, one against the one number one team in the country, clearly, and then against the number two team in the country. And if they beat Stanford at home, UCLA could vault into the top five, if not top four or three, and prove, hey, we the only game we lost on the road was to games, I should say, at South Carolina and at Oregon State when our best player was out. This is a game for the Bruins where, hey, they can prove that this is a season to be reckoned with. Corey Close after last year, not even making the tournament. What a turnaround in one season. Of course, you get the players, you get Hawkins, you get other play, you get Hawkins coming as a freshman, although she didn't mean too much to the UCLA comeback in terms of minutes played and true impact. But just building the program piece by piece, the WNIT one year, and now you're in the top 10 the next year. What a job by her to get her Bruins all set and ready to go for what should be a very entertaining March Madness on both sides of the bracket for both the men and the women this year. 
So go support UCLA. We'll talk about that Stanford matchup throughout the week. I wanted to shout out that UCLA comeback against USC because UCLA down 12, outscores USC 21-8 to in the fourth quarter, led by London Jones with 22. Gaspar hit some key buckets, including three threes, 11 points for her. And even in a game where Chris Osborne was 2 of 16 from the floor and had seven boards and a few turnovers in a return, it was nice to see the Bruins grind it out, get a dub, and despite playing badly, shooting poorly, those are games you have to win, especially against conference, against unranked foes, even if it is your bitter rival and one of your own teammates transferred there in the middle of the season. Not playing, of course, but transferred over there. So a nice win, nice dub for the Bruin women. We'll talk about them as they're 14-2, and two, top 10, against number two Stanford coming up. Big one. Go support Friday night at 8 p.m. Can you bet on that one? We'll talk about that too, but... I think it's clear that you can bet that UCLA is the clear front runner on the men's side in the Pac-12 after what transpired over the weekend. We'll talk about that as we'll tell you about Bet Online being your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Bowl season's coming to an end, but you can see that they have odds 50 to 1 in football to make the playoff in the upcoming year, right? Pro football, they got playoffs coming up. Basketball, everything they've got it with betonline.net. You love podcasting with betting fixes. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info with BetOnline. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Where it starts. And where we wrap up this last segment for Locked On UCLA, we're going to talk about UCLA men's basketball, who sat the weekend idly as they prepare for that crucial Thursday matchup against Utah. And Utah at home lost to Oregon, who one could have expected to be a team that would go ruin some postseason hopes, if not eventually build credibility to their own for the Ducks to maybe make a Pac-12 tournament push. But for Utah, they were 5-0, and looking to win at home against the Ducks at the Huntsman Center, and then lost. So that leaves UCLA as the only unbeaten team in conference play left in the Pac-12. 5-0, and but two of their next three games are against teams that are going to be battling for first place. Utah at home. And while Colorado is a very intriguing matchup, then you have the game at Arizona State. Yeah, Arizona State is 5-1. and one. So for the Bruins, or they have one loss, I should say, the Bruins, depending on how things shape up the next couple of weeks or the next week and a half, not that Arizona game. It's the next three games that are very intriguing. And then the Arizona game. Because Zona lost to Wazoo by 13, they lost to Utah. They've lost to Washington State. What a turnaround by the Cougars. They beat the likes of USC. Turn around, go beat the likes of Arizona. What an interesting year for the Cougars, but more on that later. So it just proves how important it was for UCLA without Amari Bailey to go into Wazoo and come out of Pullman with a win uh, before. After before the new year, and then go and Washington dominate, come back and hold on to beat USC. And then with about a week off, you prepare for what is a first place matchup. Although I think Utah might have creeped in to the top 25 if they were to beat Oregon, just because they could have been 5 and 0 versus 5 and 0. Either way, UCLA has to prepare to play a Utah team that's frustrated coming off their loss against Oregon. And now UCLA is clear the front runner. We just did a bet online sponsor. UCLA is now, I think, the betting favorite odds on 
to win every game down the stretch. Yes, they're favored in every game, even that game in Arizona on January 21st, that Saturday morning here Pacific afternoon or noon in Arizona Mountain Time. So UCLA, this is quite a turnaround, right? 14-2, and two, the Bruins red hot heading into the, the depth and the peak of Pac-12 play. And again, it depends on the health of Bailey. Might be coming back this week. We'll have to see leading up more and more what Mick Cronin tells us and gives us based on the reports heading into the Utah and Colorado week. But the Bruins all of a sudden red hot, cruising up to number seven in the country, leapfrogging Gonzaga. And with Arizona suffering that second loss, the Bruins jump over them to number seven. It's funny to see in this year of college basketball, teams four through whatever in the top 10, four through 10, they all have two or more losses left in the top three or what now is Houston, Kansas, and Purdue in another shakeup at number one. The undefeated's all gone. And while it's a a weird year in the college basketball, this is a true interesting one because UCLA's two losses, we thought Illinois was a top 25 team. We thought Baylor was very well one of those teams. Both those teams have dropped out of the top 25. UCLA's top two wins, Maryland and then Kentucky, they've fallen out of favor in the top 25 closer to edge of tournament contention for Maryland, although they just have been building up the the resume. And then you have the big Kentucky game, which they're like an eight seed now, depending on how things play out. So UCLA has a weird resume where they, as some might say, pass the eye test, but the resume is oddly good and oddly bad, and it kind of goes up and down. But here they are, the front runners to win the Pac-12. An Arizona matchup that won't be as crazy enticing I mean, it probably will be, obviously, two top 10 teams, barring any more upsets and shakeups until then. But UCLA, they got an interesting, interesting road ahead. Utah, Colorado, ASU, Arizona. That's a chance to bolster your resume, build and build and build, and make sure, hey, you got some key home matchups. Continue that winning streak at home in front of fans, which I think has been since pre-COVID times, since they've lost the game with fans at home. And then also... Try to become true road warriors. They continue to win true road games. Their only two losses this year were on neutral site games, albeit on the West Coast or close to it in Vegas. It's an interesting year for the men's basketball team. The front runners in the Pac-12, based on what's transpired with the Arizona loss, the Utah loss, but still big games against teams that are hungry. UCLA, all these matchups aren't looking as shiny as they could have, but you got to win them. Got to be good as Mick Cronin and the Bruins with Jaime Hawkins. Got to prove when you're up 18 at halftime, you don't blow those leads at Poly Pavilion. You don't blow them to USC, to whoever's coming up. You close those games out like you did against Washington. And while there might be more games like that Washington State game where you have to grind it out, come from behind, win it on the road, when you have a team dead in the water, you know, like USC was at the end of the first 20 minutes, you want to close it out and win it because these teams are hungry and looking for big wins with UCLA crawling up the top 25 and crawling in people's polls, in projections, in Ken Pong ranking, Ken Palm rankings, up and down the seeding line, which part of the country they're being, they're going to be sent to and shipped off to in March. This is a big stretch. The Bruin women to Stanford, UCLA's got Utah and Colorado very, very fun times for Bruin basketball, football, awesomeness, softball starts in a month. Everything is coming to a head here 
on Locked On UCLA. So go make Locked On College Basketball your second listen. I've been on that show about once or twice. I forget how many times now. Talked about Amari Bailey. Uh, that was a few weeks ago before the end of the new year, closer to the Christmas holiday. So go check out Locked On College Basketball. Make that your second listen. But thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcasts. It's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe. And get your hands up, Bruins fans. Let's go. Get rowdy for the Bruins this week, both the women and the men. Big matchups. USC, suck it because the Bruins beat you twice in the same week. That's why we need a good A-clap, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. UCLA, fight, fight, fight. Let's go. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.